0: everyone welcome back to another episode of electronic gaming mostly i'm seeker127 with gabler with this other guy i found so what What you been doing this week
1: fucking playing spider-man jerking off and playing world of warcraft not necessarily in that order
0: (laughs) it's important to have priorities it is (laughs) all right so I don't want to spend a lot of time on Spider-Man because I haven't played it, but what is the big deal about this Spider-Man that's getting so much hype?
1: I mean, I played Spider-Man when I was a kid, you know, like on the NES and shit like that, and it it was kind of cool, you know. I remember climbing up the, the, the stage where you climb up the wall and you have to avoid shit coming out the window. You get to the top and there's Electro. I don't think I ever beat that game. Maybe that was on Sega. I don't remember. But I don't think I ever beat the game, but... Uh, I think we're hitting this key point in time with games where we can actually do superhero games that are good. You know, everybody has like Superman 64 as I was thinking that terrible (laughs) game. Right. Right. Because it's like you even even if you take away like the terrible mechanics of flying around through rings in that game. If you just look around at the world of that game, it's terrible. The city looks terrible. It's barely populated. Uh, and then there's the Batman games that came out a couple years ago. And those kind of moved in the right direction. There were no citizens or anything, obviously. Uh, but, you know, every every one of those games... Even, like, so the first one was Arkham Asylum. That was fine. And then they do Arkham City. And then even the last one was also... That was, like, in Gotham, right? And they took yeah. the civilians out. They took all the civilians out um, of Gotham. With like some kind of arbitrary, you know, get them. Well, out of I there. mean,
0: <clears throat> they had to find a way to stop players from just going around murdering people as Batman because that would ruin the the I lore. Guess. But I mean, come on, how like, convenient! I, I Every feel time like
1: it was a convenience, though, because they couldn't, the technology couldn't handle it. But in Spider-Man, the city feels alive; like there are citizens everywhere, and they react to you swinging around. Some of them will talk shit to you. They'll be like, "Why well, you wear that suit? Something wrong with your skin?" I <laughs> just. It's like New York, oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's it's New York. Like you can go around and see anything. Although I haven't seen any Trump buildings, I don't know if they took those <laughs> out or if I just haven't been paying enough attention, or maybe there aren't any in Manhattan with his name on it. I don't. Well, I don't it would know would
0: be it would be Stark, right? Stark
1: Tower, not Trump Tower. Uh, the Avengers towers in the game—that's really cool. The one from the film. So there's yeah, a so lot of really trunk. cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of really cool shit like that in the game, and the it feels good the controls are really well done for moving through the city uh it's very intuitive you can move quickly you can be leisurely about it the only problem i think i have with the movement is it feels a little difficult to be pinpoint accurate like if you want to get on top of a roof very simply and you want to swing in that like you you have to kind of crawl up the wall a little bit to some degree i mean you don't have to but it feels like it's too. Sometimes you'll try to go up on a building and you'll hit the wrong button or something, and you'll swing over it or whatever like that. Yeah, like the Assassin's finagle. Creed. Yeah, sometimes yeah, Syndrome. it's kind of got that a little bit where you got to finagle just a little bit. But they they, it feels really good. Uh, they've they got so many animations. You don't feel like you're seeing repeat animations a whole lot with swinging through the city and everything. And they they do open world better than any game I think has ever done. Um. It's just unfortunate
0: that's PS4 exclusive because I
1: can't play it. Well, they have your little tower thing that you normally do to sync up to an area. And I did all of those right away because they're not that bad. It's just Manhattan. And, uh, you know, you're just on the the island
0: of Manhattan. Uh, But... We got a serial killer in Brooklyn, Spider-Man. Well, well, fuck that. So that's one of the (laughs) cool
1: aspects is... Once you unlock it, it shows you like collectibles. You can go around and collect all the backpacks that he's set around. And this gives you access to a resource that lets you unlock suits. And there's like maybe 20 to 30 different suits in the game. And each one of them has their own little special ability. Once you unlock the suit, you can use that special ability with any other suit. So you can look however you want, but still get the powers of the other suits. And the suits are really cool. They're all from the different comic books and things like that. Uh, and then, of course, you can put upgrades in the suits to, to kind of tailor to your playstyle. And it's not like Batman, where every enemy feels too difficult. It's got the same kind of you know, motions, you know, the guy with the melee weapon, the guy with the gun, the guy with the shield. And there's always early on dealing with those. There's special ways to deal with those. But eventually, you just get access to an ability to just rip shields out of people's hands with webs and stuff like that. And it feels really good. The, the, the combat feels really good i would like a counter mechanic but you know whatever it's fine i i guess that's not really a spider-man thing uh i haven't really done a whole lot of boss fights the game starts off very mild and i'm thinking that it gets really like exacerbated to some degree because you know shocker's in the game and you've been the way the game sets up is you've been doing this for a long time i mean You've already been in a relationship with Mary Jane and that broke off a little bit and Shocker's already out there and Rhino's already out there. There's several characters like Vulture and all that that's already, you know, locked up. Dr. Octavius is not a villain yet. He's you know, you work with him at his laboratory. That's part of the, the, the quest lines. You actually go in there and do that stuff. And they, they mix that up really well. You actually play as Mary Jane at one point and walk around and stealth around this area and it works really well. Uh so there's it's you know it's doing really good i haven't played it enough to know how in terms of like the game's gonna develop out and work but i'd say it's worth
0: every dollar currently
1: uh unless the game just abruptly ends anytime soon i can't see it being an how much time have you put uh, into it so far
0: i've probably played about eight uh, six hours six to eight hours something like that all right well if you get what'd you pay 60 bucks
1: Yeah, and I haven't... Well, that's our our
0: metric to make it. If it's 100% worth it, you'll get a dollar, an hour for every dollar. And
1: just the last thing I'll say on it is, like, I think they do the open world really well, better than any game that's come before, it. because the first... You know, I haven't pushed the story heavily. There are side missions that do open up, but I've been... You know, I did this thing where I was having so much fun just swinging around the whole place. I was like, well, I'm going to go collect all these backpacks. And I did that. I collected all the backpacks and took photos of all the, like key areas and that's just I guess that's to show you like hey we put all these things from actual Manhattan in there check them out and then I did all of that and I look in the collectibles thing and I realize there's like maybe 8 to 10 different types of things like that that I haven't unlocked that just progressively unlock as the game goes so they don't it's not like Assassin's Creed where they throw everything on you at once it's a it's a stepping system but they also do cool little things where you just run into stuff if you want to so each zone each little region that you unlock has, like, you have to complete four criminal activities. You have to stop four basic crimes. Uh, And those range from... uh, They have pretty decent amounts of variety to where it doesn't feel too repetitive. Things from, like, breaking up drug deals to, you know, stopping speeding cars. You know, you jump on top of the car and beat the shit out of the passengers and then stop (laughs) it in some uh, exaggerated way. But... You'll fl- you'll you'll go around and you'll just get something on the comms because Spider Man carries a phone with him that has like uh you know the he's working with Bluetooth. the police and they have yeah they have like some kind of a
0: <laughs> built cutting edge tech. It's it's like it's
1: like hearing in on the police calls and shit, and you'll just get a and you can hit a button that immediately uses his senses and you can it just shows you where it's at and you just immediately go in there. It's like right nearby. So it doesn't feel like a chore to go out of your way on the way to a minute. You'll be swinging to a mission and you, this will pop up and you will just like, well, oh, let's go fucking help these people. And it feels very Spider-Man-esque because as soon as you finish it, you just head back out. You know, starting a side mission and things like that. Don't go to cutscenes. There's very rarely cutscenes in the game. Uh, but there's a lot of Not cool good stuff. That's good for open world. Because I feel like, I don't know if this is true, and I hope it is true. I feel like we're gonna see in the game's story that the doc is gonna become Dr. Octopus. Because, you know, this is a little bit of a spoiler if anybody cares to this degree. It's not a major spoiler, it's a very tiny spoiler. It's not, it's nothing major. Uh... In the early parts of the game, you're working for Dr. Octavius. Doing research on prosthetics. And then, uh... He gets shut down. His his laboratory thing gets shut down. That's probably why he got... And I'm assuming that's the part where they're going to take it, where he kind of goes off to the fringe and does it on his own and makes the mistakes that gets him, you know, in the situation. Because because you have Peter Parker helping him in the situation of that, because Peter Parker's a genius, and then he's going to go off on, <clears throat> on his yeah, own I forgot about that screw part. screw it up. He's going to go off on his own and screw it up and get the arms attached to him or something. But the person that funded him is actually Norman, Osborne, and you see him, and it's great. Is it Willem Dafoe? Uh, No, he's some
0: redhead guy. Yeah, Yeah, because he's the... Who can we get to play Green Goblin with minimal makeup? (laughs) Uh, How about Willem Dafoe? Yeah, perfect. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that we see him become the Green Goblin and all these things. I, I hope the game goes on that long. I really do. I hope it's not just some short stint with the Shocker and and it's over and lame. I know that the main villain is Mr. Negative, Negative. Uh, and they really play Negative the They'll play the game out to a good degree that if you don't know that, then it's going to be interesting. If you haven't seen the trailers, I don't know who hasn't seen the trailer. I guess a small portion of the population, but yeah, it's a good game. I think it's great. It is a shame that it's an exclusive, but if you have a PS4, it's definitely worth it. I'd say pick it up. If you, if you like superhero games like Batman and shit like that,
0: Cool. Good intro. <laughs> that's a long yeah, one. That's what I've
1: been doing. What have you been doing? <laughs> I've
0: been doing pretty much uh, Battlefield 1, and then I realized that there was the Battlefield 5 beta, so I've been playing that and World of well, Warcraft.
1: Speaking of Battlefield 5 beta.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that did, in a little
1: bit. We did play that a bit, didn't we?
0: Yeah. I played it enough to get uh, my recon class up to rank 12 and unlock all the weapons. Should,
1: they should call it Battlefield 5 alpha you know like that's what they should call
0: well they already it. had two alphas and they um, were alphas man like it wasn't even textured it was well,
1: yeah I mean to to uh, that's fair yeah it's a beta it's definitely a beta it's not a one month out to release beta well it's,
0: I thought I thought that they were doing like a server test and you know they might be but they sent me a survey and a lot of the questions focused heavily on the progression system and how I felt about the progression system. So, maybe I, th- I guess yeah, I that's think, what they're focusing on with think this they one.
1: Stress tests because they they only have a certain number of servers. The rest of them they usually kind of depend on the population getting their own server. I'm sure there's a large percentage. Well, I mean, of the players that are I guess like, they the don't really server.
0: need to. They've how many Battlefield games have they released on PC? Yeah. They, I mean, they probably know their shit when it comes to what the server needs.
1: I mean, you already know this, but this I hate this thing where Battlefield Dice constantly puts out. Every time they put out a beta, it's like a month before release. And it feels like they give you the oldest version of the beta possible. Like, this is when it first came out of Alpha and we did our first art pass. Like, uh, Certainly it looks good. I I don't doubt that.
0: Well, let's go through and do all the things we liked and then all the things we didn't like.
1: All right, you go first.
0: All right, so what I do like is the gunplay. Um, It does need some refining. It's not as polished as, like, Battlefield 4 Battlefield 1. I mean, I I expect it will be by the time the game releases. But right now, there's just weird visual glitches. Um, Like, for example, when you unlock a certain upgrade for a gun, it automatically puts a bipod on it. And as far as I can tell in the beta, once it's on, it's on. You can't take it off, even though... Um, with snipers, I never really saw the point in reducing recoil for a bolt action or a semi auto rifle. It's just kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, so, when you put a bipod on a gun, he does this weird hand gesture with his front hand, you know, his left hand, where he, I guess it's supposed to be the animation of him throwing something or maybe like pushing the bi- like deploying the bipod, but it's always deployed. So, all it really looks like is him like waving people off all the time, like, yeah, fuck off, right? Yeah, and it's just, really yeah. awkward, and it happens all the time, and it fucks with your aim.
1: Yeah, that's that's a big problem I had. I had a similar situation with support. Yeah, Land support. I was overwatching uh, on top. I was I was up on the. It was that map that's in the city, and we're on the train station thing uh, at that point. And I'm overwatching down over the rail, and I see this guy crossing the bridge, and. I want to deploy my bipod already. So I go to aim at him and then, like I see him at last second, he's running to underneath us. So I aim up, I ADS up and start shooting and then the game just decides that it doesn't care that I'm shooting. It's going to now play the bipod animation. Uh, And I'm, of course, I I don't know where my bullets are going while I'm shooting this and then just, I, of course, don't kill him and i yeah, just I mean felt it's, like it's that significant was such an invasive thing for no reason at all cuz the bipod's already deployed
0: yeah it doesn't even look like an animation for deploying the bipod It just it yeah, looks it just like you're throwing
1: it to the left or some shit and it's so weird. and it
0: happens like when it happens he does it like over and over again like it's it's oh, such yeah. a weird looking thing it, it's like well, the worst imagine you imagine you it. get like a spider on your left hand right and you're like oh I mean, and you like shake it off that's what it looks like I'm not exaggerating.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the worst thing is when you deploy the bipod, it's similar, same situation, still playing the same support on the same area. And there's just guys running out in the distance and I'm just trying to shoot at them. And every time I go to reload, it does, it, like, I have to, you know, the gun's not on the rail anymore. So I go to reload. There's no animation to, to take it off the thing or anything. It just goes into a reload animation. Then I go to shoot again and sure enough, he does the, Deploying bipod animation—it's so like why? It should just be. You should just when you get the upgrade,
0: you should be able to take it off, you know, or hit a button to deploy it. And if it's not deployed, then it just operates like a normal gun. Because, (laughs) like the the way the upgrade system works is, you have to level up your class, you have to level up your overall character, and you have to level up your gun. Which I disagree with, but as you level up your gun, you spend this fucking currency, which you don't get enough of to upgrade every gun. Well,
1: that's how you get the boosters, my dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I put that as part of my feedback too. But um, oh, yeah. so there's there's usually one tree. Like the first two talents are universal, and then you get it splits, and you get to choose between one of two trees. And one is usually favoring like faster gameplay. Like you'll aim better while moving. You'll ADS faster. Well, mention um, you'll the have
1: basic be- talents because those are pretty fucked up as soon as you don't well, like, hold on i'm, I'm getting you all this upgrade a gun you upgrade a gun and then you go to the next gun which is supposed to be an upgrade and it's not because it's got slower bullets
0: yeah well that's what i'm saying the other side usually favors um like more accuracy when you're sitting still fast bullets but the thing is is like when you're using snipers they've lowered the bullet velocity so fast bullets is kind of required because yeah, you'll you'll never win a firefight with someone at closer range. This isn't something where they took the base and then
1: were like, let's just uh, add a thing where you can increase the velocity. No, what they did was they said, well, this is what's normal and balanced from the previous game, and let's uh, let's make this the thing that you have to get, and then we'll just lower the velocity on everything else until then.
0: Yeah, so it's, it actually kind of discourages you from picking up new guns and using them because yeah. Even by the time you level the gun to the point where you could get the upgrade, you probably don't have the currency because you spent it all on the gun you already have. So um, I play Battlefield mostly for the sniping because I really like the sniping mechanics. and I don't know. It's just fun to me. I don't really play to win. I just play to snipe. And Battlefield 1 did a really cool thing with the sweet spot mechanic where you can get a one-shot body shot. And it would depend on what gun you were using and the range. Like every gun had a different range. Um, You know, and there's a few outliers. There's a few guns that shot faster or had good bullet velocity and didn't have that mechanic. Um, But it kind of forced you to know the map and get into certain positions that you can get those one shot body shots. And even then, like if they're running perpendicular to you and you hit them in the arm, that doesn't count. So it wasn't too OP. I mean, considering that medics had semi-auto rifles and everyone else had automatics and shotguns and shit. I mean, the least they could fucking do is give you a one-shot body shot. They took that away in Battlefield Five, And the thing is, is, now in the beta, you have a choice between three weapons for recon. Two of them are bolt action, one of them is semi-auto. And the only difference is that the bolt action gets a one-shot headshot from any range, and the semi-auto has a certain drop-off where a headshot won't kill him. But they all kill in two body shots. And in the case of the semi-auto, it's a body shot and a headshot. So there's really no reason to use bolt action if you're not going to get a one-shot body shot, especially mm-hmm. at range and having to upgrade everything to get the fast bullets. I mean, and it takes a while. I mean, I played for 10 hours and I still didn't have enough currency to uh, to upgrade all three weapons. I got the semi-auto upgraded all the way and put a few upgrades into the other two, but I just I kind of wish that I could take those points back because there's really no point in using them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the other option is the the Lee-Enfield And then the high-damage, slow-firing car 98. But when I say high damage, I still mean two body shots.
1: Two body shots.
0: Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, when you hit someone with a semi-auto in the chest, it's 51 damage. And when you hit someone in the chest with a car 98, it's 60 damage. But it doesn't matter, (laughs) you know? Like, sure, it does more damage, but it it doesn't matter. And you would think that without so much regenerating health and changing that mechanic in this game, that maybe you'd get more body shot kills, but not so much. You know, it's, it's, it relies on calculating bullet drop more than any other class. I, I just don't see why it's, really it's such a higher skill been, curve.
1: They just nerf the shit out of snipers all the time. You know, this happens, I think, across a lot of games where people just complain about snipers because I think it's just the one-shot kill. You know, you're sitting around and then somebody starts shooting with an SMG. You feel like you have an opportunity to defend yourself. With a sniper, it's just suddenly some you just die, and this is true across a lot of games. You know, people complain about it in Overwatch as well with Hanzo and yeah.
0: But in most other games, it's hit scan. You know, you just point and click. This one, there's actual like lead time
1: skill involved with lead time. Somebody, if you're doing a shot in the distance, the only person you're gonna catch is somebody standing still, and it it makes those shots when you hit somebody on the run feel way better, way better. And and. They've really nerfed it down. Like the head hitboxes are so small. Uh, they're obviously majorly infect if inflicted with the slow bullet travel until you upgrade the weapon to get the fast bullet, which is just normal speed.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's it's actually more difficult in the game than in real life because the way people move in these games is they're constantly like just jerking back and forth and jumping yeah. all over the place, changing direction on a dime. Makes yeah. no fucking sense, because I mean, well, with in the real slow, life you
1: hit somebody with a caliber bullet of that size in the chest; that you're they're doing. out of commission. They're out of commission. They're not fighting anymore. I mean,
0: with the slow bullets, people will dodge your shots without even trying.
1: Yeah, they don't even know you're shooting them. They're just wiggling around, fighting somebody else.
0: Yeah, it's very hard to predict. So, I think they need to do something with that. Um, and you know, snipers aren't supposed to be great at close range, but the um, The hip fire is really bad, even with the semi-auto. And the semi-auto only has five bullets per clip. And you can sit there like 10 feet away. Bam, 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 bam. And every shot is well-aimed with hip fire, and it just misses.
1: And for you magazine jackasses out there, uh, we're talking about a World War II game. It is a clip, okay? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. I've always thought that scouts... I mean, if you're going to call them scouts and not snipers, I think you need to give... I think it's time that Battlefield adds a secondary weapon for every class, other than a pistol. But uh, that pistol is pretty OP. The pistol's strong right now. The P thirty eight is very strong, uh, so I don't mind it. But the ruby is good too. Um, That's what I
0: was using, just because I had that extra bullet.
1: My problem specifically with the scout, and this doesn't really apply for the other classes, but specifically the scout is, when someone gets close in on you, you're pretty useless. Uh, But then at the same time, when they're far away from you, you're still pretty useless (laughs) because it's just so punishing to try and shoot people far away. Uh, And they also took out like they used to have to deal with this. They had the sweet spot, which was if you were in a certain distance, you know, you just clobber them. I think the closer somebody is, the more damage a sniper rifle bullet should do to somebody.
0: Well, I mean, it does, but it's still not a one-hit kill. Like the well, the semi-auto within see. like probably fifty feet will one-shot headshot. But good luck, you know, hitting someone in the head within fifty feet while they're just and strafing it, and, and I, jumping I'm, all over the place. I
1: know there's people out there that are like quick scopers and shit. That stuff's lame. There's nothing. I'm playing. That's Battle not what Battlefield Battlefield's I, about. I want the reason why I play Battlefield is because I want a war simulation feel to some degree, but a lot of good action and and beauty you know you play a game like arma you don't get the beauty and the sound design and the the you know the fast paced action of it but at the same time i want to feel like i'm in an actual battle The quick scoping just takes me out of that so much like yeah you can do it but it doesn't feel good when you do it you know what feels good is hitting a 600 meter shot off somebody's head full sprint that
0: feels yeah. good they uh, didn't increase the scale of the distance like battlefield one they made it so Like 150 meters was really far away. This one, I would say that 150 meter distance is probably more like 400 meters, 300 meters, something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But it doesn't really matter because there's no sweet spot. So it's really just all based (laughs) on visuals. Um, The other thing is they did not take out the sniper glint for long range scopes.
1: Which is terrible. Yeah. Which I don't know why you need to also... There's already a giant tracer that comes off of you. I don't know why people need to immediately know where you are from sniper glint
0: before you even shoot. Yeah. I never yeah. agreed with that. Plus it's really hard to hit from that distance. And the thing is, it's like the, the spaces are so open in battlefield that they have to make the other guns competitive at a certain range. Right. So like, I'm, yeah. I played assault a little bit and in just that automatic assault rifle, the default weapon, like I was killing a good number of people when they were trying to scout me because they have to go boom rebolt boom rebolt and i'm just sitting there like that single shot it yeah, it's it's very possible
1: the biggest the, there's also, there's so many problems with the scout class like when you rebolt you have to come out of scope which that never happens i people don't do that when people shoot scoped weapons and rebolt they do it with their shooting hand their their trigger hand they don't they don't do it by You know, pulling the gun back and looking at the gun. No, actually, most of the time
0: what they do is they lay prone like a sniper does and they use their left hand to reach over the scope and keep their hand on the trigger.
1: That's true, too. But either way, they're still looking through the scope at their target. They they don't take their eyes off the target.
0: Yeah, and Battlefield Uh, 1 or uh, Battlefield 4 had that upgrade, the straight pull, so you could rebolt while you're still looking down sights. Battlefield 1 did away with that. And Battlefield really 2 has not brought it back.
1: So so far, it seems like they haven't brought it but back. But, I mean, I
0: truth just, be told, I'm just I'm better with an iron sight. I don't know why.
1: Well, it, yeah. the scopes aren't that great to begin with.
0: Yeah, you don't, get, don't, to, you don't get to choose what kind of scope you have.
1: Thing if snipers were stronger, I wouldn't mind the glinting thing if there was some kind of like it had to actually do with the position of the sun or something. But snipers are supposed to be, you know, and I get that they're called the scout, but that's what well, they do. Oh, it's recon. It's
0: recon in this game.
1: Recon, whatever.
0: But here's the thing: there are actually secondary classes there's that you can't be... you can't choose between in the beta. You could see it where you would change it, but after yeah, you pick recon, after you pick recon, your default class in the beta is sniper. But I'm Let's assuming there's going to be, be other subclasses that
1: when the game comes out because we do plan to buy it, no matter how terrible this beta is. Because can I uh, can exactly. I make a confession? Go ahead.
0: I already pre-ordered the deluxe edition. Yeah, I'll probably pre-order too. <laughs> I feel really bad about it after no, last week fine. talking I'll about probably, how you don't get anything. I'll probably
1: pre-order something. Uh, well, you get a skin, which is really nice. I wouldn't mind to have that. I'm you get weekly anyway.
0: drops with cosmetics and shit. But like, I mean. I,
1: I'm going to get it anyway, so I might as well pre-order it. But here's the thing. We're talking about the beta here, and in the beta, there are no extra class things. They didn't show their, their best hand. Which is a problem i don't understand why they're hiding it I, I i don't understand the mentality behind removing things so you can't see it this isn't a single player game where you're getting story spoiled for you it's a multiplayer experience it's fine that they have a couple maps it, it's not fine that they're limiting the amount of guns and things like that that you can unlock are they really afraid that people are going to play this game in the beta and be like "Whoop, well,
0: done unlocked everything i got no reason to play the game it's not why people play. Well, Battle I'm hoping field. that they slowed it down for the beta, because, like I said, it feels like I've been playing it a lot, and I haven't even unlocked half the weapons. And there's only four weapons per class, except for Recon, which has three weapons. I'm assuming yeah. there's going to be at least three times as many guns in the final game. I don't want to have to play this game for 300 hours to to unlock all the guns. You know, I like variety. Mm. I like to change things up. And exactly. it's not that like I probably will play the game for 300 hours over the course of its life. But I don't I want to be unlocking shit three years from now.
1: those 300
0: yeah. yeah. Now, I put it in part of my feedback, too, that I think it's fucking stupid that you have unlock requirements that require other guns that also have unlock requirements. Yeah. You know? So it's like, get 100 kills with this fucking gun or get 50 headshots with this gun to unlock this gun. And once you get the second gun, get a bunch of kills with that gun to get this other gun. Because... <laughs> Some people maybe. actually do play as a team, and some people actually want to contribute as much as they can. And now you're forcing them to use a weapon that they may not be good with, or it may actually suck. I mean, I'm going to reserve judgment because this is a hypothetical. Yeah. We'll assume they've balanced perfectly, but maybe it's just a gun you're not good with. Now you got to use that for, God, 100 kills. Maybe that's three or four games if you're decent. Probably more than that. Probably. Just to unlock a gun that you haven't even tried. It just looks cool or... You, th- you think it might be good. So, I, I the whole leveling system is, is kind of weird. I don't agree with having unlockables behind three different level up requirements. I think they should do away with the, uh, the currency. If you're going to do that, do away with the currency to buy things, buy the upgrades on your guns. Yeah. You should just be able to unlock them as the gun levels up. There's
1: no reason for a currency on that, yeah.
0: Now, I mean... The, one of the good things attached to everything else. Well, one of the good things I liked about Battlefield One is that they increased the amount of war bonds you got and you just bought guns. And like I, I think I have like nine thousand war bonds left over and I have pretty much everything.
1: Yeah, well that's what they're trying to deal with is the leftover. Oh, something else to spend it on. Well, just I mean, is it not enough that I reached the level and unlocked it? Like it it's wouldn't like be 80. such a
0: big deal if you could respec, but those points that yeah. you spent are gone. Like I, I upgraded the Lee Enfield because it was the only gun I had. And then when I got to the car 98, I didn't have enough to, to upgrade it.
1: Yeah.
0: So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a work in progress. And I hope they're actually taking this feedback seriously. And I'm, I hope I'm not the outlier. I'm home. I hope I'm not the only one. Cause I mean, people bitched in battlefield one that you couldn't, uh, unlock guns through doing challenges, and then they added the weapon challenges. Yeah, and then people bitched that they had to use certain weapons to upgrade it, and they took that away. Like, the way the Battlefield Battlefield 1 ended, the way you up, up uh, unlock the, the final weapons, which is just get a certain number of kills as this class, or do this challenge, I'm okay with that. It's using yeah. the guns specifically that bothers me. But they don't seem to be doing any of that. It's just straight up, you get currency when you level something. And as you go down the talent tree, you you get more shit. Like, everything costs more. Mm -hmm. So, it's a very slow process. I'm hoping they speed it up for the final version.
1: Aside from that, aside from the guns and the talent problem, I think everything else is pretty good. I I like a lot of the systems. uh, uh, Other than fucking the obvious one, that vehicles need to be nerfed.
0: Yeah, well, let me talk about something real quick before we get to Paper vehicles. The uh, the hit boxes, I think, are fine at a distance, but it seems like they nerfed them at close range because there's a lot of times when um, I hit a shot that's not exactly center mass, but like it should hit, you know. And I don't know if that's just a beta server issue where when they strafe back and forth, like a fucking spaz machine, that I'm aiming farther behind them than I think. Um, but something's definitely up with the hit boxes. There are shots that should hit that don't. And I'm not just saying that to be salty. It happened. Um, but at a range, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just like a fucking master sniper, but I like, <laughs> I tend to clobber people with that fucking iron sight semi-auto most of the time, especially with the fast bullets. So I think, uh, I think that's not too bad. Um, but yeah, vehicles, we both agree on this. So you, you can go ahead. I've, I've spoken enough.
1: I mean, uh, when it comes to vehicles, there's not much to say. I don't like them. I don't participate in them. I get that some people enjoy them. I don't know how you can. It's it would be one thing if vehicles were weaker and you had to play smarter. Uh you had to play closer to the chest and be smart about it. As it stands now, um and again, this is the beta experience. Still going to get the game, but from just the beta experience, take it with take what you want from it. I mean, you have situations where I'm on a flak cannon and a fucking fighter plane flies above me, fighting some other friendly in the sky, and I'm hitting him with flak and every hit is registering. Doom doom, 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 And I get about maybe 15 or so shots before the gun overheats. The gun overheats and he never even catches on fire. This is a <laughs> giant problem, okay? Planes like this were ripped to shreds in World War II. They they would shoot bullets through planes. You, you, let me tell you something. If you get five bullets, if you get a couple bullets in your wing in a in a World War II airplane, you are done. That plane is not flying anymore. Okay, it's over. Yeah, and it gets, it, you're using a gun specifically made for taking down aircraft. Yeah, these these bullets are going to shred through the aluminum like it's nothing. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Um they do have like less hand holdy stuff. And that's great, but it's still an option. Well I will say the that they d-
0: I don't feel threatened by airplanes when I'm playing infantry, which is that's nice. I, true. I wasn't In killed battle, kill a win. single time. By an airplane, people tried, yeah. but I th- yeah. I don't know whether they have trouble aiming. And you you saw the clip I did it on might, Twitch. Like
1: it might be that the beta also didn't have like all the stupid little ground bombs unlocked and shit.
0: Yeah, well, you people are bitching. People are not bitching about airplanes. I can't I can't even see the infantry. Like part of it's probably that you can't mark enemies the same way.
1: That's good. That is That's good. That's a really good change. I like that. I like the change to the marking system. I didn't like always being marked and having a fucking floating thing above my head and not knowing that I was marked. I prefer the new system. Yeah, so for those who don't it know... It basically tells you danger area.
0: Yeah, you mark an area instead of uh, actual people, unless you're playing Recon and you're using the binoculars. Then you'll actually mark people. That's the yeah. only time, and I'm okay with that. And you're That's not good. you're not yeah, marked as nothing. long. It doesn't last as long as it did in previous Battlefield games. It's a little
1: yellow thing on the ground, and it, it's a, a 3D object on the HUD, and it tells your team, hey, there's danger in this area. It's kind of like uh, Rainbow Six's uh, targeting system where you just kind of point at an area and it shows up for people.
0: Yeah, I mean, Uh, it is kind of tough when you're aiming through like trees and stuff because if there's a tree 20 feet in front of you and you're trying to mark something through the leaves like 100 feet out, it'll it'll mark mark the fucking tree. tree. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, as far as planes go, I'm glad that they nerfed them. People are bitching about it, so I hope that's something they not change. Yep. Tanks tanks are are still. So I don't know if this is going to be better. I don't know if this is going to be better in the final version, but right now there's not a whole lot of unlocks. I don't think there's any unlocks that help you with tanks. It's just uh, the two uh, packs of dynamite you get as assault and your grenade and there's no anti-tank grenade. So you can, if you manage to run up on a tank as an assault, uh, those two sticks of dynamite aren't enough.
1: It's not enough.
0: It does a little over half their health and damage.
1: And Your and grenade you can... will
0: do five damage, but you also get uh, a rifle grenade that has two shots as okay. assault. It does zero damage zero to tanks.
1: It's for inventory. Uh, and I don't like the noob tubes. I don't know why they keep putting them in the game like that. I think it's well, terrible. I, I, I thing only a thing lack I... of ideas that they do, because almost every class has that thing. The assault has it. The, uh, the, the medic has it. Where you just have this, it's basically it doesn't a even rifle. kill
0: people in one shot, even with direct it hits,
1: it doesn't do anything. It feels like the most useless thing in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I've never used it, I, I tried to use it, I've never killed anybody with it. It's so unpredictable. It's got like a the, the iron sights, it's not even iron sights, like the uh, the HUD crosshairs are like a little you know, hey, it's a grenade launcher. Well, so I don't have got trouble aiming drop it segments on it.
0: But it doesn't it doesn't it goes impact
1: sometimes like it's a bow it's so weird it's
0: well it doesn't impact and then blow up. it impacts bounces around and then explodes. So they have plenty of time right. to get away from it. You can also throw grenades back in this game, which uh, is good but I still can't figure out if you can cook grenades. It doesn't seem like you can you can hold it as you're throwing it, but I don't think the timer actually starts and uh, there's a pretty long fuse on them.
1: It's so, pretty, yeah the fuse is pretty long.
0: So that's why Uh, I just stick with uh, incendiary because at least I'll do some damage.
1: I can't believe we're this far into Battlefield and they still don't have... You know, they started messing with immobilization as a concept and then they really regressed with Battlefield 1's repair it while you're in it system, which I guess is still a thing. Uh, But I'm sorry. Once they did the segmented health in this game with players, they need to do that with vehicles. I don't know if they have... If they have good, but they need. If they haven't, they need to do segmented health with with vehicles. Like once it gets to a certain degree, it can't be repaired beyond that, except by a specific class. I don't
0: know if you can repair work. from inside. I see a lot of uh, people jumping out of tanks to try to repair it, so maybe they took that out.
1: And I think once treads come off, you just can't do it. There's no way to repair that. Yeah. I think once you blow the treads off of a tank, it's done. And I I know that people are like, well, then tanks will be useless. No, they won't people will use tanks like they're supposed to be used. Backline artillery or troop support. They're not meant to be one-man armies that roll up on a point uncontested while six soldiers run around trying to figure out how to deal with the fucking thing. It's just not a thing.
0: Yep. And I mean it wouldn't be so bad if like an infantry could like hop on the thing and toss a grenade inside, but you can't. Right. So Don't do anything like that. Especially and, and it, as it, recon. It could be an
1: animation just like stabbing where you could easily be shot out of it.
0: But no. Yeah, and like Brecon has zero solutions to a tank.
1: Well, there used to be like anti tank uh, gun emplacements in Battlefield games, but they stopped doing that.
0: Well, I think they do have them, but good luck. I mean, yeah, <laughs> still takes bad. way too many shots. You're stationary. Too
1: many, too many shots. You're stationary. The tank blows you up in one hit because you're not in armor, and they are. You know, you shoot a tank with an anti tank thing. It just looks at you and shoots you and you die because you're not in a tank and that guy is.
0: And I'm still getting sniped by tanks from across the map, which, I mean, it should be possible. It should just be very, very fucking difficult to do, just like it is in real life.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think they need to introduce some kind of penetrator rounds or something, something that has to do with dealing with people inside tanks rather than blowing tanks up. I would like to see that more.
0: Or how about Uh, this? When you're in a tank, you don't get a crosshair.
1: That'd be nice.
0: I mean, you don't get across crosshair in real life. You just well, got to spray and I would pray.
1: Like to see, Uh Focusing on being able to remove the treads on a tank by blowing it up, you know, sticky bombs, T, sticky TNT. I think those should be for taking the treads out, but you have to put it on the treads. And then, um or, or running over the mines specifically, instead of just this thing where it's got a health bar and it blows up at a certain percentage. And I'd like to see... You know, like the AT gun and stuff like that, dealing with you know penetrating through the armor and killing the pilot inside. That's what I. Yeah,
0: and I'm pretty sure that was possible in Battlefield One if you had K bullets, but um, at least in the beta, there's no K bullets. I don't even know if K bullets were a thing in World War Two. So, well, they were a thing in World War (laughs) One. I don't know why they wouldn't.
1: If something better would be around, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I. It's kind of weird that you can throw three sticks of dynamite. Six total on a tank, and it does nothing to it. As the first thing I tested in the game, I ran around an assault. Tank came up, ran up behind him, never saw me. Threw two things of dynamite on the back of it where the armor's weakest. Blew it up. Just kept rolling like nothing happened. Didn't smoke or anything. Yeah. Didn't give a shit. And didn't you got to play on. assault to do it. By the way, I just, you know, I had plenty of time to react. Plenty of time to blow it, and I just stood there astonished as nothing happened. He didn't even turn around and shoot me. He just didn't care. And I, I had no way I had to go like collect ammo again to do anything
0: yeah so that's another thing you don't start with full ammo when you spawn
1: I like that I do like the ammo system <sighs> I think it's great I think it I think it grounds people a little bit more it makes points worth it it makes points more desirable
0: well I mean I, I tested it out you can pick up ammo and health even if you don't own the point
1: well I think the reason why they did this was because uh I mean like going back two points. Uh, I think the reason they did this is because, otherwise, the only way to get ammo is through death, which people would just kill themselves. And in a game where tickets matter, that's a bad idea. Or you have to have a support around, and I don't like depending on other people, so I like the idea. And so they no, wanted. No, to I like the idea of being able map. to
0: pick up ammo. I just think you should start with your well, your full because your full ammo isn't a lot of ammo. It's two mags. It's what true. you're using and two mags. Two
1: magazines, yeah.
0: Unless you're recon, I think it's like. Uh, it's two. No, it's two. It's, it's four. It's cl- four. So you like oh, the be semi-auto better. is you, you have five bullets in your in your yeah. receiver and you have like twenty bullets max, and you start with fifteen. Yeah, uh, I think
1: I think that's just them wanting to make you go and use those more often. Really, it's it's kind of lost. I guess this is a developer a problem where they thought it was very clever. Like, yeah, we'll put ammo on the map now, but to counterbalance having ammo everywhere. Everybody starts with less ammo. The only time this is really relevant is if you're spawning on a teammate. Uh, That's the only time it's really relevant. Otherwise, I think everybody just spawns and immediately picks up ammo.
0: Yeah, and I think it's actually a bigger problem, again, for recon, because you're the one who, uh, yeah, if you're playing correctly, yeah, if, if you're doing recon appropriately, you're going to be farther out. You're not going to be near a point, so you basically... Yeah. Use all your ammo, switch to your pistol, exactly. and just fucking run in. And nine out of ten times, you'll get fucking killed on your way to get in. I ammo. do like
1: the new system though, because when you go get ammo, there's no cooldown on your grenades or stupid shit like that. You pick up the ammo, you got the ammo. Yeah, Look at that. boom, you got your shit. It's good. I like that.
0: So People... let's talk about the different classes because we already talked about recon. I haven't played a whole lot of support or medic, mostly um, medic because so medics nice. medics only have some machine guns, and I like well, playing at about range with
1: the bipod until these. Until that's a fixed issue, I don't see myself playing support the unless there's some unlock for a gun like in Battlefield 1 where there's no bipod on it. Uh, I, I don't mind support. I, I don't know what their roles are because. Well, I think support the has beta, the
0: best all around because it has. Beta
1: didn't have like things that you can do. Like, if you go back to old Battlefield games, there was like the engineer and he was the anti tank guy. There was recon and they dealt with like you know snipers and detecting people and then they had a you had uh your medic which their goal was to heal you and you know they were they would they would heal you and be able to deploy health packs and resurrect people and then assault was just the guys that had like some of the best guns in the game for just killing people they were anti-infantry they had the grenades and the noob tubes and all that grenade launcher now it's In this beta, at least, it seems very homogenized to some degree in the sense that, not homogenized in that they share things, homogenized in the sense that the things they have are weak. Uh, Recon has a, a beacon to deploy so the people can spawn Well, that's it.
0: actually really good because in the beta, I don't think people realize that there's a spawn beacon or they don't know what it looks like. Well, that'll because be I've had soon. I've had teams fucking just run in by it and yeah. I just keep spawning behind them. But that's just a
1: new thing. That'll immediately be gone once people recognize what it looks like. Yeah. And it'll just go back to being... I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's good because you can put a spawn beacon behind enemy lines and always have somebody there and it makes the other team not just have to wipe your squad, but to find the beacon and destroy it.
0: Yeah, but that's also going to bring back the Battlefield Four problem, where instead of destroying the beacon, people are just going to camp the beacon.
1: I think snipers have the strongest kit in that regard to the binoculars being able to actually mark people. Yeah, and they do have their spot flares obviously too. Obviously, pretty bad. Yeah, they have spot flares, so they're they're one of the strongest classes in terms of what their class does, not not their weapons. And then you look at things like support, where it's just. Ammo bags again. It's ammo bags, and then you get an
0: ammo box. Yeah, but it still means you have unlimited ammo because now, you can resupply yourself.
1: There might be more shit there. There more than likely is, but they didn't show it off in the beta, so I can't speak to that. I hope there is a lot, a lot more shit there for them to do.
0: Well, the uh, thing about support is, it's yeah. if their guns are good at all ranges, just well, like just, Battlefield. I'm not 1. talking about guns
1: right now. I'm talking about just the abilities. Uh, certainly, the guns. Each, each. Class that I played, they had their pros and cons on the guns. Uh, I liked a lot of the medic guns that were SMGs. Uh, I like, you know, if you play assault, for example, you get a nice weapon to start with. That's a a semi, an automatic rifle, but then you get a semi-automatic, gayer, which is great. It's pronounced Gavere. Gavere, whatever. I'm American. Okay, it's (laughs) gayer. I. It seems like a great gun. It feels
0: good to shoot. But when you, get into an,
1: when you get into an encounter with somebody with an automatic weapon, you're at an extreme disadvantage.
0: Yeah, and the problem, I think, is that um, for some well, reason... terrible. Yeah, the hipfire's terrible. It's basically the same as the semi-auto um, recon weapon, except it takes an extra bullet, fires faster, which, I mean, seems like a good trade-off, It's great but, to fight at range
1: with. Like, if you want to kill snipers, it's
0: great. Yeah, it still takes two shots. I still like the recon weapon better. I never unlocked the M1A1, but I want to. Um, but the thing is, is um, th- I just don't like the iron sights. It's got that. Um, yeah, the, it's uh, got uh, the ring, ring over the top, oh, which God, I just I God, it. if that if I was actually in that war, I would just cut that shit off. Oh yes, cut it off. Um, now they do, really have, it. they do have they uh, do have reflex sights, and the assault reflex sight is actually kind of shitty. Like at first I liked it, but the thing is, is the like the glass area. That you're looking through is tinted so unless you're huh. looking into broad daylight it's really hard to see and it's already hard to see people in this game yeah,
1: and that's their weird fucking, uh game design art bullshit where it's like oh it's you've been in war so it's dirty and shit
0: i don't know if that's what it is but for whatever reason it's it's really difficult to see people so
1: you can probably disable that somewhere i don't know
0: no, well maybe in the final game i checked in the beta and you can't now the support gets a similar reflex sight, but it's a different shape. It's like a circle. It's not quite as tinted. That one I like. Better sight picture. Um, well, in but, terms uh, of
1: class abilities, you know, I, the medic was fine. You know, they pick people up faster. The res time is quite significant. I think it's like half speed. Uh, and, of course, the health packs are pretty strong. It doesn't heal right away, but it heals over time. It, feel, it doesn't feel overpowered in a gunfight. Assault feels weird. I, I don't know what they're supposed to be doing. I don't know what assault is supposed to be. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. Especially guns? with
0: only one automatic weapon.
1: Yeah, they have one automatic weapon, and, at least in the beta. And then like their class abilities is it's not really a thing. They they have explosive weaponry, but like they're I not said, good. They're not really good at taking down tanks or anything like that. It's very strange. I don't know what they're trying to do with assault. I I would hope that they're the you know the bazooka wielding class, but that remains to be seen.
0: They are. Uh, you can unlock a RPG.
1: Well, I didn't get that far. Again.
0: It probably still has one bullet, and it's not enough to take down a tank. So
1: yeah, there's probably some class spec thing that you're supposed to get later in the actual game that makes it easy. I don't know.
0: I, I mean, I just think the vehicles Battle are way too overpowered. Impression. I mean, I like the base the base game. I like the fucking sniping people part. It felt a lot like Battlefield 1 with some good changes. Yeah. Yep. Just not as polished. And hopefully, you know, it took Battlefield 1 a long time to get as polished as it is. So hopefully um, it doesn't take, you know, hopefully they take some of those lessons and just incorporate them right into Battlefield 5. It doesn't take them a year and a half to do it. Yep. Uh There's only two maps. So um, one of them is pretty good Rotterdam That's the one in like the city streets with the train yeah. kind of like that map and then there's the other one Which is out in the snow, which pretty sucks. Bad. Yeah, pretty it's really bad map. There's just not open a whole areas. lot of uh, well There's open areas and there's a lot of like shit in the background like busted buildings and all this other stuff where <laughs> As a That's recon, a it's really balanced tough
1: map either, yeah. It's not a very balanced map it seems like once you, every game seems to be just one side holding the other side. Like it's always kind of split down the middle, and I know people would think that's balanced, but it's really not. It's very difficult to take certain parts on that map coming from certain directions.
0: Yeah. Oh, the and on the on that map
1: is, is from like jumping out of airplanes and shit.
0: The other thing I, I don't really like, and this was this only happened once, but I still think it's shit. The um. Yeah, line. all that. But also that one time when we were trying to take down that tank and he was just hiding in the uh out-of-combat zone.
1: Oh, God. That was yeah. in the city, man.
0: Yeah, he was just backed up into an area where the opposing team couldn't go and just fucking sat shit? there. Yeah, Can we
1: just stop areas that opposing teams can't go to?
0: Well, we we got to prevent
1: spawn camping. Okay, here's how you prevent spawn camping. Everybody spawns in in a fucking parachute or some shit, All right, Just... Just something, My God! Did you something hear that? that you, there's a storm happening. I can't. Yeah. Something that you. or well, there's a hurricane coming. Something that you can't. Like. I don't know. There, there's got to be some way, like a subway system or something on each map. A tunnel, something. Yeah, they did that. Something.
0: They did that a lot in Battlefield 4, and that was really great.
1: You got to have places where you just can't have people sitting back camping it in a protected way and shelling. Because in, in on this particular map, that tank can sit back there and shell
0: the point. It's not okay. Well, there's also a lot of a lot of long sight lines, so it can just sit there and anyone who comes from the other team's spawn and runs across one of the points, they can just shell them. Yeah, and remember, cool. tanks don't just have uh, artillery; they have like heavy machine guns too. So. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, they need to tone down the vehicles. I don't know. That's that's my opinion on it. I'm going to buy it.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, of course I'm going to buy it. I just, uh, in summary, uh, make it faster to unlock things. Uh, fix the animations and shit. Uh, make the either hitboxes or the server lag or whatever it is, make it easier to hit people with hip fire at close range. And uh, what was the other thing?
1: Hey, game developers, stop making hip fire useless.
0: Yeah, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. Fucking pick one with your hipfire crosshair. Either the crosshair increases and decreases its size when you move and jump and shoot and all this other stuff, but your bullets always end up inside the crosshair or make it so the crosshair is always static so you can aim better and you just have to accept that the bullets are going to go outside the crosshair. Don't fucking do both. There's no reason why the crosshair should increase in size and the bullets should still go outside the crosshair. What's the point of changing the size?
1: Yeah, The size needs to represent where the bullets can go, potentially. The whole point of that is that if I have, if my crosshairs are bloomed out, and I have his body, like, his body takes up the entirety of the crosshair, then a bullet should still hit.
0: Yep. That's the problem. So that's, uh, that's Battlefield 5 open beta. I'll probably still play it a little bit more with the classes I haven't played just to unlock some things, and other things. But, you know, I'm going to enjoy Battlefield 1 in my off time. Well, let's talk about Anthem because, God, I'm hyped about this game. Yep. So, the Anthem demo comes out uh, February 1st. They've said that it is a demo, not a beta. Uh, And the final release is February 22nd.
1: I'm so excited about this game.
0: Yeah, it's like all the things we wanted from Destiny. Well, third uh,
1: person, so that's going to be cool. So, that's got some Division vibes going on. It's like a mix of Division and Destiny to that degree. But, Um, I mean, certainly it's comparable to destiny, but, uh, I mean, honestly, I think,
0: I think people are making that comparison too early and I've kind of jumped on that bandwagon. We're like, Hey, it's going to be like a better version of destiny, but who knows? It's going to, it might come out and it's nothing like it.
1: It's a Bioware game. And I think they're using Dice's engine, right? Something like that. Uh, I don't know.
0: But I did see um, a little bit of, I don't know if it was E3, but like that 20 minutes of gameplay trailer and uh, no awkward face animations. I mean, they're okay. a little bit exaggerated and, uh, you know, expressive, but not awkward really bug-eyed. Mind those
1: things, you know, it's a Bioware thing. Anybody that's played Mass Effect and is a fan of the series knows that Bioware has awkward face animations. They, they don't handcraft them. They use an artificial intelligence to do that. And sometimes it makes mistakes. Uh, hears words and it it does it, you know, program to do it on its own. I I don't know much about the story and I don't think we're going to talk about the story. Uh, it it looks like a cool setting. It reminds me of like, uh, avatar and shit like that. That's really what comes to mind with that. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of getting in these suits and, and being taller and bigger and going out into these harsh jungle environments. I hope there's more planets involved and shit like that, but who knows?
0: Well, if it, they said it's still going to be a Bioware game like you've come to know and love. Oh, yeah. And if that's the case, it's going to be an intricate story and choices and um, a lot of open world stuff to do, side quests.
1: Well, so it's four players total. You'll team up to three other friends. So it's four-man groups instead of the three from Destiny. Uh It's apparently a seamless world, so there's no loading screens and things like that between zones. Yeah, you just load the
0: game for 30 minutes when you start the game, Uh, and uh, and then you don't have to load it anymore.
1: Four javelins, and I think you can switch between these at any time. They're customizable exosuits that function as classes. You have the Ranger, which is a generalized class that specializes in close-course combat. I'm guessing this is kind of the starter class. you speak that you begin with and then there's the colossus which is a heavy slower class it's more like a tank got massive weapons there's really cool setup too it looks like where people can like work together i think there was a video where the colossus uh is like some somebody's like target locking things and the colossus does some shit to kind of carpet bomb them he also like pulls out a shield and runs through these things that explode and takes the hits for everybody else There's the Interceptor, which is an agile roguelike javelin that along with the Storm can wield a sword. The Storm is like a warlock class. It's a seemingly mage-like javelin, which I'm really hyped about, along with the Interceptor can wield a sword. These are like their little class systems, and oh man, it just looks really fucking cool. It looks like you have multiple abilities, which is something Destiny was really lacking in with their... Yeah. Like I, when you came off Destiny One, I really thought Destiny Two was going to add more abilities, and it looked like they were doing that with like the, the dodge for hunters and all that shit. But wow, it was a big yeah, useless. On that. it's going to be free to play. Uh, what in terms of uh free to free to you buy it once, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah. That's how that's going to be. So it's not going to be a monthly subscription.
0: Well, why would uh, it? I mean, that doesn't seem right. the right type so, of game for that. Know,
1: it's, it's just good to hear that people need to be careful about what they wish for when it comes to loot boxes, or every game might end up being a fucking MMO. <laughs> yeah. There's apparently going to be strongholds, which are like instance areas with, you know, these are basically dungeons. Uh, that's what they're calling their dungeons. Combat is third person shooter, works similar with Destiny 2 uh, and the Division and other loot shooters stats influence how you'll have stats that influence how much damage uh you do to enemies depending on their level there were level you know we see in the trailer like numbers popping out of things so there are combat numbers there's also a combo system apparently and that's what i meant by the working together you can yeah layer different status effects and, and things like that on on enemies
0: you know what game actually did that pretty well it was uh marvel ultimate alliance did you ever play that game
1: i don't think so was that like one of those kind of like uh side projects that somebody did
0: it was made by Vic- vicarious visions it was oh, yeah. not very well that. made um, it but that. it was not kind terrible, of like yes. yeah it's kind of like a a brawler but you could play with up to four people yeah. as different marvel heroes but yeah same thing like you could do the thing where like uh wolverine hits you know captain america shield and shit you know you could depending on your powers you could do those combos so i'm kind That's of looking forward cool. to that
1: so uh, just to wrap it up on anthem because obviously the game's not out we don't know much about it. Yeah, a lot of speculation. Best, I will say the best for last uh, But this is from interviews and stuff. So uh, Completing missions and defeating enemies will an XP uh, There'll be different other ways to level up an anthem every javelin will have their own level so you can level the javelins independently There will be loot but no loot boxes they say uh, they'll have like a, a, a hub area that everybody you know similar to destiny uh, your only companions will be real people. So you're not going to be getting followed around by NPCs and shit like that. So you play by yourself or with friends. They call it a live service. And they this is what they said. They said, the game the game is built around a live service. And through our creative process, we've decided to add more to the disruptive new social designs for our players. So expect a steady... Cadence of updates for Anthem for years to come, but we'd caution against expecting too much too often. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, it's a it's Bioware game. Only. It's going to be like
0: ninety yeah. percent of the game is going to be in the game when you get it. I don't think like Dragon Age Inquisition even had DLC. I think they There's just the old school released the game and then
1: this is this it. Is the, this is the best bit of news, and all I hope this starts a trend. And I hope I know they say for now, at least at launch, but I hope they never. <laughs> implement it there will be no pvp at least at launch
0: Oh. strictly Thank cooperative
1: God. when it launches february <laughs> yes please because that's the worst thing that could happen to this game is balancing shit around pvp
0: yeah that's the downfall of many other games that could have otherwise been pretty good destiny. like destiny 2 destiny 2 world of warcraft
1: man if only if only they couldn't didn't have to fall like I, I that's one of the problems with destiny 2 is that they fall back on pvp being an end game system like yeah
0: it's like, just a fucking excuse as to why they don't want to do things really exactly i mean that's they could right. easily they've already made it in destiny 2 so that your your weapon level and all that doesn't matter i mean they might have changed it i've been out of the loop i've just they, they're dead to me but mm. you know they could have d- done more but they're still using the excuse when it suits them that oh well it's not fair in PvP. Okay, well then change it for PvP.
1: <laughs> yeah, change it. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about Anthem. I don't know a whole lot about it. It looks really cool. I'm I'm excited for it. But I don't know if there's a it's whole lot up to... right
1: after our January Resident Evil play.
0: Yeah, it's gonna line up so beautifully. God, it's gonna
1: be so good. Oh. You know, it sucks right November, now, though. Starting, <laughs> yeah, right now it's pretty bad. Starting in October, things are going to start picking up and getting good with our horror month, and then we got November with Battlefield 5 and Fallout 76, and then we move right into December with Resident Evil all month long into January all month long, and then Resident Evil 2 Remake, and then boom, Anthem. And then after Anthem is like even other shit. There's, there's more shit coming, like March and all that is... Pretty much the launch lineups for everything else.
0: Yeah. Good so it's a, it's a good time to be alive. My yeah. goal is to survive until Resident Evil 2 Remake. <laughs>
1: At least until you complete it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing like two sit-ups a day. Just trying to yeah, make.
0: if I survive until my uh, 31st birthday, we're good. <laughs> so expect uh, to expect to uh, you know play for like four days straight because that's what I'm doing. I'm taking that yeah. Friday off and I'm taking the next Monday off. My birthday's on Sunday and uh, I'm going to be basically be playing all weekend. All the long weekend, the live long weekend. All right. Next up, uh, there's a new Lord of the Rings game, maybe yeah. an MMO uh, made by Warframe's parent company.
1: Yeah, Warframe's making it. That's why people think it's an MMO because that's all they know.
0: Yeah, well, Warframe's not an MMO. I mean, I guess it is, but it's not like the traditional MMO.
1: So, it's th- this article says that it's based on Tolkien's Middle Earth. We don't know what time period, I guess?
0: Um, before The War Hobbit.
1: Model. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So, Athlon Games uh, is a publishing division of Digital Extremes they announced that it has signed a long-term deal with Middle-Earth Enterprises to create a new game set in Tolkien's famous fantasy realm. Him before it's a mobile game. (laughs) Oh, God. You put it
0: out in the world. You just Schrodinger's (laughs) candidate.
1: It's a division of the Saudis. There's a lot of information on the company here and not really much on the game. There's not much to say on this. I mean, other than... Yeah, I mean... We could talk about the old MMO like that if they are doing an mmo you know the lord of the rings Im- god i just i'd rather them resurrect the old one um the the old one wasn't bad i don't even know if it's still available maybe it is they might have shut it down uh lord of the rings online was really good let's see if it's still
0: running i uh i never played it but you know i <laughs> i i am jonesing for a better made more modern uh, like high fantasy type MMO. So this might be it. Probably not. Well, the web, the the website's still
1: up for Lord of the Rings Online. It's an older looking game. It came out a bit, I think, after World of Warcraft launched. So it's not super great looking. Um, I used to play it. It's got that old whimsical MMO thing going on, you know?
0: uh money. no not really but well sure. so
1: for example it, when you boot up a game that's an mmo typically it has like they world of warcraft just jumps you into the game and is like here do this stuff and it really breadcrumbs you and sends you along lord of the rings online doesn't do that it's like the classic mmo where it drops you in and it says enjoy <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> here's a world and you, a lot of the fun in the game is exploring around i remember playing a warrior class and going around and you you go to brill and you know you see all these different places that are in the books it, it's based off the books and the storyline actually leads up to the one ring storyline like it's not happening afterwards it's happening before it and leading up to it you know so there's the witch king of angmar and all that and it's it's got a lot of cool elements to it that it did right, in my opinion. Uh there's a lot of shit where it's just doing things. I mean, certainly it probably doesn't live up to date to like World of Warcraft standards and would probably be hard to get into if you're not a fan of Lord of the Rings. I remember going through the Dark Forest and it felt pretty creepy. You know, uh you you go through all these areas that are interesting. One of the coolest things is they have a music system, you can get a loot and then you can actually play it. You can enter the loot mode and actually play the loot, or you can do what everybody else does, and you can download text file songs that actually play like <laughs> fucking Fire and the Flames and shit like that, actual songs, and you can queue up with other people in your party and just play as a band, and that's that's pretty hilarious, but that's the whimsicalness of an old MMO that I mean about, you know, the crafting's very extravagant and all that, but it's slow, it's very slow paced, and it's not arcadey like World of Warcraft is, the PvP system was pretty cool. They had it, um, you would queue up for PvP and it just send you to a max level area with a max level character. It's like a different character entirely uh, that you could use. Uh, I remember oh, that's interesting. You, could, you could play as, so you normally play as the good guys, but you could go and play as like an orc in the high level area of Mordor and shit like that. Uh, just running around doing shit for no reason. It's a really interesting uh, game. It looks like it still runs. I I don't. uh, It doesn't require monthly fees anymore, so it's free to play.
0: No, I wonder what the new game is going to be like. If that was also Lord of the Rings game, MMO, open world, leading up to the the movies and the books and stuff, (laughs) it's kind of like the same as this one. So who knows?
1: I remember had a lot of cool shit because you'd run into characters. You know, like they had Aragorn in the game and all that shit.
0: You think it'll be like the actual universe where everyone's playing melee and archers and there's like three wizards? There's like three wizards. <laughs> I don't think there was a wizard class in that game. I don't think there was actually. I don't yeah, it would be OP class like they're
1: supposed to be. Game. Hold on, let's check it out. Let's see. It's free to play. Maybe we should boot it up one day and just play it on stream just until we get tired of it. And they're like, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> a f- it's, I mean, it's an MMO, it's a, it's a time investment, which. Uh, I, I, I still need to invest more time into World of Warcraft. We'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, in the meantime, let's just talk about that Fortnite thing real quick. Oh, boy. Fortnite. Yeah, so, you know, we hate Fortnite. And this is just another testament to the bullshit. Um, so they were, there there's a $1.5 million Fortnite tournament. And, uh, you know, Fortnite likes to do this shit where they kind of, like, um, put stuff into the game mysteriously that kind of reveals itself over time. And one of them is there's these purple boxes that roll around and leave uh, low gravity fields. Well, in this one and a half million dollar tournament, it fucking bugged out and people were just sent flying in the air up and down, up and down. And uh, there's actually a little video on it. And you could hear the announcers going like, what is happening? And people just like trying to take pot shots at each other as they're flying by. Of course, none of the bullets are hitting because that's the way the guns work.
1: So this is right on the back of the PUBG tournament with the shroud the famous shroud grenade fail. The yeah. grenade completely lands next to the guy and I don't care who you are if you're trying to say that it's a it was just a camera angle you're wrong. Yeah. Obviously you fail to understand to how
0: grenades guy. work in real life and for a game that tries to make uh guns and shit behave as realistic as possible um, a grenade going off 20 feet from you is still not a pleasant experience. You'll probably still get hit by shrapnel because guess what? It's not like the movies where the grenade explodes and there's fire. It's actually not any fire when a grenade explodes. It just pops and shrapnel goes everywhere.
1: I'm not some kind of like a uh, shroud fan or anything. Like I don't really watch him play or anything like that, but that guy deserved the kill on both of those fucking people. Yeah. And he, he wasn't given, it wasn't given to him and that Something like that something so small is that every bullet fired afterwards by that group That didn't get blown up by the grenade affects the outcome of the game in a negative way because they should be dead
0: Yeah, they didn't even have full health either of them
1: Yeah, it should have been over the grenade blows up right on top of them Even the announcers are like how is how did he survive that? And yeah, this is not great. esports Why ready fail these games will fail, and the the reason why these games will fail is because these developers are making a lot of money, and then they're turning around and throwing like 1.5 million dollars into these tournaments, uh, and it's all for nothing. Because uh, certainly people are watching Fortnite; nobody's watching PUBG hardly at all. Um, you just can't do this. You got to stop. You can, you got to stop throwing money into esports. Let the community do it. Let the community do it. It will never be major league. Or anything like that, because those things, those groups have billionaires behind them and sponsors. That's why they're able to pay those kind of amounts of money to people. Uh, it, it's just not going to happen with esports. At least, at least a game like this, Counter Strike, I could see as a thing. It fits the mold. It's a quick game and shit like that.
0: It's consistent too. You never get yeah, issues like consistent.
1: this. Best teams always go forwards. You know, you have the, it, pretty much the same. It's just like other sports where you have usually uh, people that you think should be the champions because they played good that or they played well that year. You know they're the ones winning. Fortnite, every game is a different winner. Very rarely. Too
0: much random. That's the problem. Very rarely battle do you get out.
1: a winner that's in a row the same people. Yeah, it's too much random. And it's it, It's. I mean, that would be like basing a CS:GO.
0: It would be like basing a CSGO tournament on a fucking game of arms race.
1: It's so cartoony and unserious looking. I feel like any person that watches this that's not in the community looks at it and goes, is this for kids? Like immediately, is this for children? And the answer is yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awkward silence. So what did you find on uh, on Lord of the Rings?
1: (laughs) Uh, there are no mage classes. There's like menstrual and shit like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So uh, I didn't look at the news today, but apparently there's another World of Warcraft fuck up. <laughs> Tell me about uh, it.
1: Just, just when we thought this week was going to be dry, Blizzard comes right out and proves us that Ian Hazakostas doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I still believe that this is his first rodeo in terms of on 100% control over an expansion. And I feel like he's really dropped the ball. I I wouldn't say it's laziness. I'm not going to say he's lazy. But I think he's let too many people make decisions that shouldn't be making decisions.
0: Or maybe he just makes really bad decisions. Well, it's been a
1: shit show. A lot of the concepts of the expansion are great. The story arc is pretty good. I like where it's going. Uh, There's there's a lot of like um good systems i do like the idea of island expeditions and things like that Uh, but they've been dropping the ball on a lot of key elements and a lot of those key elements are bugs and things like that. A lot of the community feels like this is a very buggy expansion.
0: Oh, yeah. I said it the other day. I've never had an expansion with so many fucking enemies, like, stuck inside of rocks, the ground, evading shit. It, it's all the time. That used to be... I probably Honestly, I've probably seen that more in this expansion than the rest of the game combined in my 13, 14 years of playing. So, it's uh, pretty significant. But that's not the only thing. So, you said that... You had a something you wanted to share. <laughs> Hello. You give me one second. All right. Well, I'm finally playing my mage a little bit more, and uh, it's getting slightly better. I guess um, it's still just a lot of uh, hey. You want to do the war campaign? Go and spam world quest for two weeks, which I'm not a huge fan of I don't like That's another
1: thing people are complaining about is that this expansion has a weird campaign that's tied into reputation yeah somebody made a post on reddit that I have to kind of agree with um to some degree this expansion feels like it should have come before legion like the systems in this expansion if you were to pitch legion to somebody as if it were coming out as the next expansion it would sound like a lot of legion systems are upgraded versions of these systems yeah they had a they were talking about how hey you know how in, in bfa we had the one storyline that was a rel- separate to the storyline we had the one war campaign that everybody shared and it was reputation gated well now we got a non-reputation gated uh personal story for each individual class called the Order campaign, you know, Order Hall campaign. And then like oh, uh are you a, are you a fan of did you enjoy the uh artifact items, the artifact gear that was kind of meh and didn't have a lot of game-changing abilities on it? Well, now we've introduced a legendary system where it not only does it increase your item level, but it changes the way you play the class, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then of course the the artifact weapon itself, which this is the real ball they dropped here. This is one that b- people have had a big problem with, and I have to agree. In Legion, when you got artifact power, you got an upgrade, and it stayed with you the whole time. In in BFA, when you get a new piece of... When you get new shoulders that are higher item level, like I just got a 370 item level shoulder uh, a couple of days ago. What I was wearing prior to that had all three abilities unlocked, you know, on the, on the shoulder piece. Now I have four different traits I can get now because it's a 370 but I can't even get the first trait because my artifact necklace isn't high enough. Now, yeah. it's not like I've been scrimping. Certainly I haven't been on every single day doing every single Azurite world quest. But I don't think that should be required to at least get the first ability on a piece of equipment. It It's almost like you gain item level, but you lose the strength of the abilities. It, it's it's as if in Legion, if you were to unlock a trait and then you put and then you like leveled up, and then suddenly those traits went away or something, or you put more gear on, then the trait went away. It's like it, it's a really poor system.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the whole theme of this expansion. It seems one step forward, two steps back in pretty I much think, every way.
1: I think all they really needed to do here was. They tied in they shouldn't have tied in these these abilities to the level of the artifact they really shouldn't they should have tied it into uh just up upgrading your item level on the necklace itself and maybe on the pieces of gear as well I don't know uh, man it's just maybe well, they should have put a
0: handful of you know talent like abilities like they did on your artifact weapon on your necklace
1: yeah, that's true. They could have done that. They could have had the necklace have way more abilities on it, and every time you level up, you can... Yeah, it should have been pretty much like the weapon. I don't know what the problem with the weapon was. The weapon was a great system. It felt like old vanilla talents, and people loved it. And then they just got rid of that and said, hey, we're going to... Instead of a new artifact, we're going to give you basically this fucking forge from Argus that people didn't really care for that much. Yeah. (laughs) That's really what they did. Uh. But they dropped the ball again today. And boy, you're going to love this one because I know I only told you a little bit about it. So the Warfront campaign... Well, the Warfront is, an, is a thing that they added in BFA that's completely new. And it's the idea that, you know, you're, you're going to be doing 20-man scenarios with other players. Uh, and it's a PV, PvE only. It uses the same AI as the uh, island expeditions. So the, the enemies you're playing against are better AI that perf- that doesn't act like idiots and just run at you and do basic abilities. They, they have movement and things like that involved in their artificial intelligence. Uh, and those are going to be the enemies you're dealing with when you're doing this Warfront. The Warfront's a pretty elaborate thing. It's not just a scenario like the attack on Lordaeron. Instead, there's processes of defending sieges you know you're gonna come in and you're gonna drop in and uh kill the faction leader of the opposite faction that has invaded your keep and clear them out and then you're gonna clear out the whole town and then you're gonna hold it and board it up and bunker up and then you're gonna have to have people stay behind and defend while other people go off and capture the mines and so you can start bringing in ore resources and the 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 lumber mills, so you can start bringing. So what was that up? whole thing that we did and where we went and up.
0: just killed a bunch of rares?
1: That's so. That's when you control it. So that's so. Phase one is when a faction controls it. So we had phase one. The alliance started as controlling Stromgarde. Makes sense because they control that area. The horde had built up a a, a base outside, and we owned the area. The Horde, in terms of story, the Horde were all dead and wiped out, and the area belonged to us now. That's why we were killing spirits in that Horde-controlled area. Um, yeah. So There's a world boss that only shows up when you control the area. That means Horde have not have at- had access to that world boss for a week. For one week now, the Horde has not have had access to that world boss. Uh, and they won't have access to it again, by the way, until next Sunday at least. <laughs> uh so they don't have an opportunity for that. And, uh, the Alliance have had access to these rares. I believe the horde has also had access to those. Uh, and those reset weekly as including the world quests, those reset weekly. It's just the the world boss. When that is relative, that's really all you get for owning the area. You get access to the world boss. That's it. Uh, once you own the area, the other faction then has to provide supplies. Uh, And we on the Alliance didn't really understand what this was. I looked into it today. I assumed it was going to be world quests and things like that, or daily quests. Apparently it's just an NPC vendor that you give stuff to. You give either profession items like herbs or skins or stuff like that, or you give, you can donate a round of a hundred gold a day maximum. And you can contribute as many war resources as you want. A hundred each. Now, this is why it's been so slow because those resources aren't very abundant. I thought it was going to be doing like quests and shit like that. Things that are invigorating and, and interesting and, and intuitive, you know, going out and collecting things and bringing it back and shit like that. But no, it's very mundane. You go to an NPC and you just turn it in by hitting a button. It's just like the broken shore shit for building up buildings. It's the same concept wow. there. Uh, but they do give you 500 artifact power as a reward each time you turn in that's pretty significant now we're going to start i'm going to start getting into some things that's going to be pretty fucked up and significant as we go here okay so this is the theme uh so so the when you're doing so the scenario is really interesting and intriguing and the horde's getting to do that right now uh and here's the thing about the scenario well, actually, I'll get that in a second. So, okay. So you own the area, and the other faction does the resources. Then it unlocks the scenario, okay? And it kicked over th- this afternoon. Uh, people were sitting next to the to the guy on Alliance side. There was, like, so many people sitting next to him as it was 99% waiting for it to kick over, and it kicks over, and it turns into a seven-day timer. A seven-day timer with the join queue button grayed out. On Horde side, it's a 7-day timer, and the join queue button is available. So that means this is not for Alliance to do this week. Now, some people already knew this. The people that played the beta knew that this was already a thing, but it was only 3 days of a timer on the beta. Now it's 7 days. So many people were standing up in line next to that, and this is why it's a big problem for Blizzard. (laughs) So many people had no fucking clue... That this was going to be gated like that and this yeah, is what i, I mean I, by gated this may not seem like a big deal but th- when it comes to warfronts owning the area is trivial okay the thing that's most important is doing the actual warfront scenario so here's what you get for doing the warfront scenario you have the quest which you have right now as alliance to complete the warfront scenario it gives a piece of 370 item level gear guaranteed in a loot box or whatever
0: Which is pretty significant.
1: Every time you complete the scenario, the end reward, and you can repeat it, is a 340 item level item. So the Horde have access to this for seven days and the Alliance doesn't. And you're talking about the raid just came out and there are guilds that compete against each other to complete these raids. How is Blizzard even managing to pull this off right now? Yeah,
0: I'm surprised with the amount of focus that Hazacosis puts on raiding. Like, this is... Must be a Hordy.
1: People, people are bitching, and for a good reason. This is, this is setting back Alliance Guilds versus Horde Guilds. Not only to that degree, but to the degree that for the past six days, we've learned that the Horde have been getting 500 artifact power on top of... 500 artifact power on top of fucking reputation for the Warfront campaign. So every time they turn that shit in, they get 500
0: artifact power for their web, for their necklace. And they get Warfront campaign reputation. So why is uh, it that the Horde gets to do all this stuff and we get to do nothing? Because Blizzard's fucking retarded. But I mean, what happens when it flips around again?
1: So Does the Horde just have to sit Sunday? there? So when it flips on Sunday, the Horde will own Arathi Basin. Or, sorry, not Arathi Basin. They'll own the Arathi Highlands. They'll they'll still have rare access just like we were rares will be available all week for both All always rares will be available for both factions with a weekly reset and The chance to drop 340 item level the only thing that the horde gains access to by winning the warfront is The world boss, which we then lose access to Which is also on a weekly reset Okay, now there's no way to stop this Keep that in mind. There's no way to stop this. So here's the crazy part. (laughs) Then Alliance will enter the resource build-up phase where we'll contribute, and then we'll finally get to have the easy mode artifact power increase and the easy mode getting access to completing the Warfront campaign. Most of the Horde has completed their Warfront campaign and already unlocked Mag'ar Orcs because of this reason. This was the dumbest decision they've ever fucking made. And I'll get to what they could have done in a second. So that
0: means that we gotta what? wait two weeks before we, we can do all that? We have to
1: wait till next Sunday before we can do all of it. And then we'll have to wait another week while we contribute resources to be able to do
0: That's just why Why can't we contribute resources now? Like why? Yeah, is this
1: is their big problem. I think there's two solutions to this that they should have went with. One is simultaneous together where While we're both factions are doing resource acquisition at the same time, and then the thing opens up and both of them are doing the warfront. There's no reason not to have these both happening at the same time. It's all. It's also irrelevant. Like, oh no, the horde own this area. Well, there's no negative effect to the alliance not owning Arathi Highlands, other than they don't get access to one world boss world quest. It's it's very pointless. So Sounds kind of convoluted
0: and kind of convoluted,
1: And it should be straight on. It should be a straight on a straight-on issue. And it's one of those convoluted things that shouldn't even exist to the point where, where like uh Hello? Sorry. So there's there's like there's this there's no i don't understand why they have to have oh this side owns this area for now and then later oh now this week this, it's it's completely arbitrary anyways there's no competition for it. it just cycles back and forth and there's no like major difference it'd be one thing if it was like oh you don't own the area now this stuff is happening and it's more interesting and and all these different things open up and then oh you do own the area so you have all these other things happening that's not the case it's one fucking world boss world quest that you either have access to or don't and and everything's phased so it doesn't even matter like if the horde if the horde players this week were owning arathi highlands and the alliance players this week were also owning arathi highlands it wouldn't affect either side at all because you just phase you just phase it right yeah you just use phase technology and according to the horde they own it according to the alliance they own it right (laughs) there's no reason to have this stupid system in place now that's just out of fairness because of the fact that the resource the only reason why i suggest that one is out of fairness because the resource turn-in system nets you to the most important things right now and that's artifact power which is really hard to come by every fucking world quest right now gives barely any artifact power it's like 250 for a blue world quest it's fucking stupid
0: yeah r- rare's drop like between 25 and 35 or something yeah, like it's that
1: it's pathetic as fuck meanwhile if you do one of the elite world quests it's almost nearly impossible to solo it's like only 375 so it's barely an increase off of the the soloable ones and and then there's the other thing, reputation. The most important, you you might say, of all the things that you need right now. Reputation. Well, right now, for Alliance, the only way to get reputation is by completing world quests. For the Horde, they can also turn in shit. They can turn in as many war resources as possible, which makes it more valuable to actually do war resource world quests which is less valuable for, for Alliance players right now. And they didn't communicate any of this, by the way. Yeah, so of course so they didn't. People that's not, there's, nobody that, there's so many people that haven't been doing war resource quests because they're so useless. Think about what you use war resources for right now.
0: Yeah, sending those idiots on missions.
1: Sending those idiots on missions. And, and it, you, you've never hit a point where you're like, oh, I'm almost out. It, it's not an issue at all. And... It'd be one thing if like you actually got something for owning the area. I can't believe for the life of me I can't understand that Blizzard actually created a system called World Quest and then they did not put them in they've used them for the Darkshore shit. They use they're using them now for Kul Tiras and Zandalar and then cut to this shit and you own Arathi Highlands and there's not a single fucking World Quest there aside from a World Quest for a boss that you can do once a week. They could have easily did world quests. There's- all the stuff is there. There's NPCs to kill, there's rares to kill. It's all there. But they won't- they don't do that for some reason. As it stands right now, when you own Arathi Highlands, and the, and the weekly reset comes on Tuesday, you spend a couple hours f- fucking flying around, killing some rares, hoping you get lucky, and then kill the world boss after you group up with some people, and then you're done. You don't go back there for anything. There's no reason to go back there once you've killed all the rares. No well, reason at all. The world
0: quest for emissaries, that's about it. And to get your seventh Legion reputation out. But I'm sure no, a lot of people I'm, have already no, done I that. I mean, there's no world quest there in Arathi Highlands. Oh, Arathi Highlands, yeah.
1: There's no reason for that. So owning it is pointless. And they, they're they're basing it off this stupid system of like, oh well it's it's for people to that that, that can't play every day. That's fine. Use the Darkshore World Quest system then. That was like a weekly system to some degree, I've, although it shouldn't be weekly, it should rotate like other world quests. I mean, world quests, the other world quest system that you use right now is fine, just use that one where it rotates every like six to eight hours. Why not? What's the problem with that? It's not a problem currently for everybody. Why is it a problem suddenly? But what they really should have done is instead of giving, they should have done that to where owning the. To where owning Arathi Highlands is just as lucrative as not owning it. It should be an even amount of shit that you do. It's just more engaging if you own it. More Probably engaging.
0: trying to drive a wedge further in between the Horde and the Alliance, and they, you know, in their own little bubble, they think that people are like really care. And I'm sure there are people that really care, but most people just want to get their fucking gear. They don't. Well, they don't care. The other care. system that
1: they could have used, and this would have been the better system, is. You own Arathi Highlands and can queue up for the Warfront scenario when you own it, as soon as you own it. And meantime, while you're doing that, the other faction is contributing resources. As soon as they hit 100%, you lose control of that zone and they now own it and get access to the Warfront queue. This creates competition on a PvE level, which is like a Suedo PvP system, where you're actually competing against the other faction to own an area why not do that system?
0: It took them six fucking days. So why couldn't we do the Warfront scenario while we had control? Right? The first week. Or were they trying to gate it? That's the only reason? Because that
1: was phase one. Phase two is what we're in now where they have access to the Warfront and we have access to just still owning the zone. (laughs) So it's not like back and forth. It's like, a stall and a back and forth. So next week, they won't have access to the warfront. They'll have to sit there and do nothing while we build up resources. <laughs>
0: it's so fucking dumb. So they don't get the world boss and all the shit we were doing week one next They'll week? They don't get
1: the world boss and all the shit we're doing world week one. They just won't get to do the scenario anymore, which is probably the most beneficial part of it is the scenario. It's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. I don't... And people are rightfully upset about this. This was yeah, so and they far should be. And
0: with. I like I called this like it's finally getting to the point where people like the shininess of the new expansion is worn off, or is beginning to wear off, and people are starting to turn on them. I'm starting to see like people complaining about casters, like not just in this expansion, but all around. Why is 75 percent of the classes melee? Why is melee <laughs> so much easier to play? And I've been saying this since fucking vanilla. So it'd be
1: nice to, <laughs> to play this shit, but we don't. As Alliance, we don't get to play it for two weeks.
0: Well, that's so two, two weeks to that, catch up and do fucking that, heroics and mythics. Three, and- that's three total weeks. Tuesday, the Warfront patch
1: came out. Not really a patch, but whatever. It came out and they were like, oh, the Warfronts are out, guys. For Alliance, not for three weeks. And by the way, the 340 items that they that they drop in that scenario can Titan for it. It's like... They're still doing this, that? This guy said, did four Warfronts today, got the 340 eye level loot every time. Every time. This is a repeatable thing that the Horde has access to right now to get 340i level guaranteed every time. This guy did four of them in one day, 340 every time. He got a 370 once only, and that's five epic pieces in total. This is This is ridiculous. And we don't get access to this right now as Alliance. What the
0: fuck? Sounds like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I guess they, in their mind, this is a way to keep people coming back and playing. And I think it's just going to do the opposite. I think people are finally at their wits fucking end with uh, all this stuff. I mean, it'll never, it'll never be enough to like, put blizzard out of business but i mean fuck they got to see the numbers kind of makes me not want to play out of principle you know
1: it's so fucking retarded i just
0: i mean the only thing so the only thing we could do for the next three weeks is grind rep and finish the war campaign
1: It'd be, it'd be a different story if there was actually something to do if you own a Arathi Highlands. That's my big problem here. It's not the fact that the Horde get access to a fucking expansion feature three weeks ahead of the Alliance. It, it's not the fact that uh, nothing was communicated. It's the fact that owning a Arathi Highlands means nothing. You get access to a world boss that might drop a piece of gear. Oh, yeah, and when it I didn't. Did a, when I, I did, did both world Demon bosses Hunter, this week. I got nothing. I when got I did it on my of... Demon Hunter, it dropped a 370 piece of shoulder's. When I did it on my warlock, I bonus rolled got nothing but currency. It's garbage. It's a garbage system. There's nothing to do. I've killed all the rares on my demon hunter. I can go step through the portal right now. There's nothing there. Nothing. It doesn't reset on a daily cooldown. If it would be different if the rares reset daily, they reset weekly. There's nothing to do there. It's pointless. And all they had to do was make it world quests. That's all they had to do was make it another zone, an extra world quest zone if you own the area. A set, a 10th a, a zone, right? No, a 7th zone, sorry. A 7th zone to do world quests in. With 340 item level loot on them. Unfucking believable And not just 340 item level loot, but like better gold rewards, better uh artifact power you know 500 artifact power rewards on killing rares there and shit that are that are world quests and all that shit
0: nope nope i don't get it i don't know what their what their reasoning is have they come out and said anything yet i mean i know this only happened today but
1: <laughs> i haven't heard anything this just kicked over a couple hours ago um I haven't seen Blizzard say anything about it. Um,
0: For some reason this is probably what they wanted. It seems like the expansion where they're trying to be warmongers, you know, like trying to get people riled up and pissed off at the other faction because it nobody seems cares. Like
1: somebody made a poor decision and they let that person make the decision. That's what it seems like. Uh Let's see if we can see what's going on at the battle net wow forums.
0: Ooh. All right. <laughs> hey guys, check out my tree monk
1: <laughs> Oh, they actually made a post three minutes ago.
0: Ooh. They they watch our stream. They listen to our podcast.
1: Listen to these people. This is what's wrong with this game. This guy's saying, stop being entitled. MMORPGs have always been about artificial gating. What? Jesus Christ. Some people like to fucking watch their wife get fucked in the ass, I guess.
0: (laughs) Hey, everyone. Shut up. This is the way it's always been. So, it should keep being that way.
1: Time to to start MMORPGs. Suggestions? (laughs) Nope. I hate this expansion so much. Classic players' thoughts on BFA Warfronts are boring. Zergs Warfronts, the skinny MVP poster. Yeah, he's sucking dick. <laughs> For everyone confused about the Warfront, I hereby request the demand a peon title. Uh, Warfront ellipsis. <laughs> BFA was definitely supposed to release before Legion. If this Warfront thing really is such a big deal? What DPS specs have the best survivability? Like let's let's watch this guy's dreams get crushed. Is this warfront <laughs> thing really such a big deal? Uh, this guy's like, uh, yeah, they're getting three three forty item level stuff. This guy's like, what?
0: consistently. <laughs> oh my
1: god!
0: And the raid open this week, right?
1: Listen to this horde asshole. Uh, I don't know where the warfront complaints come from. I personally found them to be really fun.
0: Yeah, that's great, because you can do them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this guy right here nails it. I've been waiting for Warfronts since this expansion release. So that's about how much fun I'm having. Watching a meter <laughs> tick for seven days, then not being able to do Warfronts for another seven until we take it. It's just not fun waiting. It's an AI battle that is unlosable. Why not just have it be a Wrathy Contest? contested both factions on the map there's a horde side and alliance side and we both contribute both have our own war fronts and which side contributes more gets a world boss the first 3.5 days of the week and then the loser gets the next i don't know but just let someone spam war fronts if they want I, i was excited for them until all this waiting and waiting started happening yeah yep that's pretty much the gist of it
0: I mean, you know what everyone's going to do after they're done waiting. They're going to just, since they know that it's a ridiculous amount of time before they can do it again, uh, they're just going to get everything they can possibly get and then never do it again. I mean, now would be a good time to level all your alts and just do it all at once on as many characters as you can. I don't know how this increases. Like, he's always, Hazacosis is always fucking talking about the long-term health of the game. How is this good for the long-term health of the game? What are people going to do after the first cycle of Warfronts?
1: World of Gatecraft.
0: (laughs) Someone hammering a a wall?
1: Yeah. This was this was
0: uh, (laughs) really. this
1: uh, This was advertised as an expansion feature. Right up there with Island Expeditions. They did entire fucking segments on this videos on YouTube and things like that, that they put out on their main channel about what these were to make people understand these were, these are advertised features of an expansion of why you should buy this expansion. What's different about it from Legion?
0: Well, it's different from Legion, just not in that good way.
1: And this isn't just about, by the way, this isn't just about, oh, well, I got all my pieces of gear 340 now. Now I'm 340 item level ready to fucking raid on the Horde. You can do it with your alts. The Horde is gearing up all their fucking alts. I'm sitting here waiting for a goddamn world quest to pop. Uh, Literally, my only purpose to log into WoW is I log in, I look at all the world quests to see which ones are giving out rewards for gear. Because... The, war front, the the amount of war resources they give you is pathetic. The amount of artifact power they give you is minimal at best. The, the gold is laughable. It's laughable. It's like 70 fucking gold. Yeah, they
0: really nerfed that. I don't know why they nerfed the amount. Of, like, everything costs more, but you're still not getting much more gold than you were in Legion. So the only thing that's useful
1: are the items, and it's relative to your item level. So I log on, and I just wait to see, is there a ring that's going to get me out of this item level slump? Because it's, that's my lowest piece. Nope, no ring. Okay, great. Not even a weapon. Here's some pieces of gear, but my my gear's better than that gear. Well, guess I'll just log off. Yeah. Guess I'll log off of the game. There's no, there's no point in play. But if you're a Horde player right now, you have every reason to log in and play Warfronts on every fucking character right now. This is such a dumb decision from Blizzard. I can't understand it.
0: Yeah, well... <laughs> We've talked about it the last two weeks. This this whole expansion has been kind of a clusterfuck. And you'll still get those, you know, sympathizers who are, you know, still okay with everything. They're probably mostly playing Horde, so why wouldn't they have a reason to be happy? But, I mean, come on. The classes don't feel great. You want to mitigate that as much as possible by getting as much gear as possible as fast as you can. And uh, you just can't. There's no way to do it. I mean, what a heroics drop.
1: 320?
0: Yeah. All right. Like that. So even if you just spammed heroics over and over again, at best, you can get up to 320. Mm-hmm. I think the world quest, the highest I've seen on world quest is 310. Mythics are, mythics are 340, right? So this is basically giving you one piece of raid tier gear and as much mythic gear as you want without having to do mythics.
1: Let's double check to make sure we're not wrong. I'll log in while we keep talking and and see. Wrong Uh, about what? Uh, uh, Fucking heroics. I'm pretty sure it's not 340 item level. No, 320. is heroic tier. 70 is
0: heroic tier raid. So that's what you're getting for doing the Warfront the first time?
1: Yeah. 350 is normal tier raid or something like that?
0: So basically, okay, so like you said, they're basically going to be raid ready. If they're not already by the end of the week.
1: Which is an extreme advantage. If there's any competitions on servers right now between Horde and Alliance when it comes to completing Heroic first in the raid or Mythic whenever that becomes available, they have a complete fucking advantage right now. They're just giving the Horde an advantage. And they've already had an advantage for the last week with the reputation and the artifact power. 500 artifact power is amazing, by the way. For just turning in a fucking thing, of cloth? I need 6,000 artifact power to get to uh, item level, or sorry, to level 16. Uh, what What's better, 275 or 500? 275 where I gotta go do a world quest where I gotta like kill six things and then pick up five flowers or some shit, or just go up to a vendor and turn in 100 gold.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like there's no point in controlling the fucking... The warfront, it's actually it's a disadvantage.
1: It's a disadvantage.
0: Maybe if the world boss like had a guaranteed drop, but it doesn't. And I, uh, I used my bonus roll on it. Still got only nothing. If you
1: could do it every fucking day or over and
0: over. I mean, the only thing I got out of doing all those rares and the world boss was uh, three hundred and forty R uh, three hundred and forty gloves. And so that's, then that's later, that's I got the same three hundred and forty gloves. So really, got one piece of gear from doing that.
1: 310 for normal heroic dungeons give you 325 plus so it's not even it's okay it's the kind of shit my world quests are dropping right now by the way my world quests drop 325 plus uh, and I'm my item level is 323 and then mythic zero gives you 340 so you're getting mythic zero loot right now for yeah doing, that's still pretty good I mean it's probably easier really to do and the it's, warfront it's it's much easier to do the warfront it's longer but it's easier
0: and you don't Uh, have to uh, find random people
1: first set of raids. normal normal item level for raids is 355 plus Uh, heroic is 370 raid finder by the way is 340 plus so this is raid finder level loot you're getting and mythic of course is 385 plus Which somebody said they had their 370 upgrade to 385 but of course 385 can't upgrade to like I guess 390 something What a giant fucking leap in in item levels, by the way. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're
0: almost back to (laughs) where we started Legion at.
1: I saw a tank the other day with 200,000 health. I'm telling you, the crunch is going to be just like Warlords Draenor. And then after the next expansion, they'll have to do another crunch. Because it was Warlords, then Legion, and then they did a crunch. And so it'll be... they got to find a different solution. And then another crunch. They do. It's called not fucking... First of all, you don't crunch so goddamn hard. And secondly, you don't make the, the fucking disparity so much. The reason why the disparity is so big, by the way, is because, and Ian came out and said this, it's because they want the piece of gear between heroic and mythic to mean something. Okay, well, here's how you do that. You take stats off of gear, you put that on the character, and then you make the gear give you unique abilities and, and effects. You know, like those set bonuses you're always adding to fucking gear? Instead, those should just be on gear. Those should just be like, yeah, I got my bracers man yeah what do they do they make my uh every third pyroblast i throw do 300 increased damage nice yeah that's a really good piece of loot man yeah no stats on it so i don't have to worry about stupid shit like critical strike and shit like that that's just on my character baked in so blizzard doesn't have to worry about changing stats every goddamn patch because they're in charge of how many stats every fucking demon hunter has the same level of stats or tie it to item level. I don't give a fuck. Hey, what's your item level? Every time your item level goes up, your stats go up. Just, just do something like that. Instead of putting stats on the gear, it's just a modifier. There's
0: a lot the of personal. things they could do, but they're just afraid to the change too much. I think they
1: should just take off the stats entirely from the gear, because I think your character should be powerful, not the gear you wear. The gear you wear should be magical and interesting and do shit, just like in Dungeons & Dragons. Pick up a pair of fucking boots and they, make your, they increase your movement speed by 10% at all times, or something like that. You can honestly do cool shit like that uh, oh uh, what's a what's an upgrade to the ten percent movement speed boots a fifteen percent movement speed or how about a ten percent movement speed and you get a uh, like a cooldown on use effect that lets you sprint for four seconds at seventy percent movement speed
0: just things like that like it, it's very simple shit you it really just is creative. <laughs> no they're afraid to change too much and that's a good uh I think that's a good place to stop because whether it's world of Warcraft or battlefield five. At this point, I think it's safe to say that war never changes. We're in the fucking
1: regression, <laughs> man. Yeah, it really is. It's the regression of video games back to, like, shit. In 10 years, people are going to be like, oh, man, games
0: are getting so good. And we're going to be sitting here going, games are getting back to what they used to be. Yeah, and it's because of nostalgia. People are nostalgia for shit. They want it the way they remember it. But then when they actually get that experience, they're like, this kind of sucks. It's like, yeah, because you were nine. Yeah, <laughs> You know You're better nine. now.
1: There's such an obsession with retro and indie in this fucking gaming environment. Retro is fun, yeah, if it's done right. Dead Cells is a great game that's done right, yeah, but it's not using old systems. It's not regressed.
0: Yeah, it looks like a retro game, but I mean, it it it's two D and all that, but it's a it's a unique kind of roguelike system. It's a modernized roguelike system, yeah fucking amazing so that's uh, i think that's all we got for this week <clears throat> uh why don't you give your spiel
1: oh i'm the gabbler uh i'm pretty smart if you want to hear me be smart you gotta follow me on twitter it's at tggabbler uh you can't google me because i'm not famous so you'll have to just go to my Twitch stream and hit the follow button and subscribe with Twitch Prime. If you have a Twitch Prime account, you can subscribe
0: for free. It's great, and, and it's uh, September. It really Don't forget about September.
1: Yeah, it's September, so you know there's some kind of deal or some shit. It, it really helps. Sub for I'm to get a new house. My uh, wife is the only income in the family right now, and she holds it above my head. So help me stick it to the my
0: to the whammon, and the matriarchy. <laughs> help me stick it to the matriarchy. <laughs> Alright, good talk. I'm Seeker127. You can also find me on Twitter and Twitch at Seeker127 and Seeker127Gaming. Um, we do live off of two incomes, and that's not enough, so trying to <laughs> trying to make the dream happen. I mean, I, I always like that thing from uh, Dumber and Dumber. Do I love my job? No. But does it allow me to go on lavish vacations and buy all the things I want? No. Also, No. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Uh, we stream Tuesday (laughs) through Saturday. I start at six. Gabbler starts whenever he wakes up. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly Gabbler. It started as suddenly Saturday. Now it's just suddenly Gabbler. Yeah,
1: suddenly (laughs) dream time.
0: Uh, The podcast is every Sunday. Um, That'll be uploaded Probably around six o'clock. It's it available. If you're listening to it now, you should already know it is, where it's available. But it'll be available on all the podcasting services and iTunes. We're on iTunes now, so congratulations to us. Yeah, fifty years from now, somebody will find this very
1: podcast laying in a gutter somewhere on a super some like a track, like some kind of it'd be some kind of like tiny little disc, and they'll pick it up and they'll hear that little spiel about
0: where you found it. And be like, I don't know where to find it. <laughs> <laughs> all right right. that's all we got we're super interesting thanks for listening everyone and uh we'll see you next time you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome later